Support for this podcast comes from CooperVision Specialty Eye Care. CooperVision Specialty Eye Care is proud to be developing, manufacturing, and improving worldwide access to industry-leading specialty lens designs. Its innovative products and services play a major role in expanding care for myopia, irregular cornea, and presbyopia management. Brands include Blanchard, GP Specialist, Number 7 Contact Lenses, Paragon, Procornea, and Soflex. Learn more at coopervisionspecialtyeyecare.com. The Globalized Podcast is brought to you by CooperVision Specialty Eye Care. The presenters are paid consultants. Hello, this is Melissa Barnett, Principal Optometrist at UC Davis Eye Center. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Global Eyes Podcast Series. Today, we're pleased to have Naomi London, a private practitioner based in Jerusalem. Thanks for joining us, Naomi. Thank you so much for the invitation. This will be a lot of fun. Definitely. So please tell us a little bit about yourself, where you live, practice, and how you became interested in optometry. So, so Jerusalem uh, in Israel since 1986, and I've been practicing optometry basically in the city since I graduated in 1998 from Tel Aviv. I actually actively extensively researched before picking a profession. I'm that type of personality. So very briefly, I knew I wanted to work with people and not machines. My mom's a physiotherapist, so there's no need for two of those in the family. And the field is incredibly broad with so many just that I could always find something that would pique my interest, even if I lost interest in something else. But the real eye opener for me was that even though I spoke to so many professionals in so many fields, only all the optometrists that I asked said it was a great job and you'll be so happy. And I thought it'd be great to be part of that club. So I worked for about a decade in a, a chain setting where they actually gave me a lot of freedom to develop skills and improve myself professionally. And I'm incredibly grateful for about 19 years, basically till COVID, I worked once a week alongside an ophthalmologist where his focus was primary care, cataracts and glaucoma. And my own private practice, I opened in 2010, which is mostly primary care, but I also fit contact lenses, including ortho-K and keratoconus, and I do some vision therapy. I bought myself a Pentacam in January of 2020, and I'm starting to do a bit more along with a colleague who's been doing it for many years and helping me out. So my patient population is really as incredibly diverse as Jerusalem, the well-known melting pot is itself. Um, I have people of all ages, all religions, so many different types of backgrounds that come. And one of my main sources of pride is really that everyone feels at home when they come to my practice. And sometimes I'm just to hang out, have a cup of tea, until COVID, and hopefully we'll get back to that status one day where people just, you know, come and say hi. How wonderful that people come to your practice and have a cup of tea and find it a wonderful place to be. And you've had such a diverse number of experiences in your practicing career. I try and sort of push my limits every few years and find something to sort of challenge me, be it within the field, um, as I said, um, in trying different things in order to help people. Or um, in the past couple of years, I've actually 
lectured a couple of a few times to colleagues. So that also puts me out of my comfort zone and makes me focus on a subject and learn it that much better. Um, I've also in the past couple of years been helping a colleague with uh, publishing articles and journals that also kind of makes you, you know, pay attention to what you're doing. That's exactly right. That's one thing I love about lecturing and writing is the continuous learning that mm -hmm. allows us. What subjects have you been lecturing and writing on? Um, so a few months ago, we actually had one of the very few face-to-face uh, -face conference um, um, courses that were for about 30 optometrists and it was focused on binocular vision. So I gave the lecture refractive amblyopia and the current therapies that um, are available to us today and are being developed in, around the world. And about, I would say about a year ago already, we were discussing uh, computer vision with, and its effect on refraction. Um, in contact lenses, it was more focused on case series and patients that we had helped that were unique in different uh, settings. Excellent topics. That's fantastic. I love that you're continuously learning and growing through your practice. Please mm. describe the state of optometric practice in your community. Has the scope of practice changed over time? Okay, so in my community, first of all, there are quite a few settings and opportunities where optometrists can practice. The most prominent is a private clinic or small chain setting with an optical attached to it. There are optometrists that work adjacent to ophthalmologists uh, or within ophthalmic contact or equipment manufacturing companies uh, or in hospital settings or at the academic schools, of course. So each naturally will have its own focus of practice. Um, but if we talk about the optometric clinical practice, it's, it's also quite diverse. There are optometrists that use the profession as a purely basic refraction, basic optometry, off-the-shelf contact lens field. And others invest in knowledge and equipment, uh, which is out of pocket and specialize, stretching the legal boundaries that we have as far as possible into fields such as contact lenses, behavioral optometry, neurooptometry, low vision, or treating dry eye or myopia control. So on the one hand, the scope of practice has definitely changed in the, in the past quarter century that I'm actually doing this, since the fields, a lot of them basically developed or just were born during this time. But as awareness spreads through both optometrists and among the population, the options of help and therapies grow. And as we still continue to speak to patients about it, then the opportunity, the, the acceptance of patients to accept therapies also grows. Um, there are still quite a number of challenges, including economic, because charging treatments in a sort of socialist uh, medicine background is difficult. Um, and also it's very, very high. There's a lot of taxes. It's very difficult to import products. So it makes it quite prohibitive at the end to the final, to the final patient. Um, and there's a couple of other things that are painfully stagnant, partly because of the ophthalmological strong influence in the country. Um, for example, optometrists are still not allowed to use any therapeutics or diagnostics. 
So our limitations mean that certain treatments are going to be co-managed with an ophthalmologist. If, for example, we want to treat myopia with atropine or IPL treatments for dry eyes, that will have to be co-managed with an ophthalmologist. Wow, I wasn't aware of those limitations at all. Okay. Yeah, so the scope is slowly, slowly changing, but we still have a very long way to go. Support for this podcast comes from Cooper Vision Specialty Eye Care. Cooper Vision Specialty Eye Care brings an unmatched portfolio of life-changing specialty lenses to ECPs across the globe. In North America, Blanchard Contact Lenses, GP Specialists, and Paragon Vision Sciences have been united for the benefit of today's eye care professionals and the patients they serve. The result is a comprehensive collection of advanced scleral, ortho-K, and RGP lens designs that are under one umbrella. All the brands you love from these legacy companies, including Paragon CRT, CRT Dual Axis, and IC Ortho-K lenses, as well as the OneFit family of scleral lenses, are now backed up by CooperVision Specialty Eye Care and the promise of continuous innovation, best-in-class service, and a refreshing perspective to solve unique and challenging vision issues with a customer-first perspective. Let CooperVision Specialty Eye Care lead you in a journey of changing patients' lives and improving practice profitability. Learn more at coopervisionspecialtyeyecare.com. So carrying on that theme, Naomi, what do, what do you see for the future of the profession in general um, in your community? So I think just like anywhere, those that enter the profession with passion are going to continuously strive to learn more and implement more as much as they can, which will advance the profession. Uh, we definitely have amazing leaders to show us the way, both internationally and within Israel. Um, so locally in the past, uh, oh, COVD opened Israel two years ago. And there's a core group of us that are focused on improving skills and spreading knowledge. Um, scleral lenses have been only marginally available for a very long time, but that's also been growing in the past few years both with the uh, opportunity of the types, the options available, and the people who are able to teach one another. Um, we've been discussing myopia control for many years, and as the options become more open to us than the seeds that we planted many years ago now, people are willing to think about it, about actually doing it. Um, hopefully... The ophthalmologists and optometric fields will realize that while there's a bit of overlap, our fields really complement each other. And communication and co-management is really the best for our patients and the advancements of the field. But we still have a long way to go with that here. And I feel that though the optical is going to continue to be an integral part of most of practices, because many of us actually believe that it, the right frame and lenses is a crucial part of successful prescription. So though the optical will continue to be an integral part of most practices, because um, many of us believe that the right frame and lenses is a crucial part of a successful prescription, the growth of online options are forcing us to look at a different way of looking at optometry to make a living. So either it's going to be technological advances, optical tools, or understanding and integrating the neuroanatomy, neurobiology, effects of light, nutrition, environment, economics. We're all broadening our knowledge in order to 
uh, to find other ways of supporting ourselves. Um, so in summary, if we grab onto the immense opportunities that this magic of vision, or as we call it, optometry offers us, I foresee an interesting and exciting future. With that background and, and that experience now, uh, what advice do you have, uh, Dr. London, for an optometrist just starting out early in the career? First of all, go in with a passion. Understand that you're in it in order to help people and that there's a multitude of different ways to do that and that the, uh, the sense of vision is really amazing learning about the brain and how we see the world is basically giving someone that gift to have them see the world as best as possible. That should be what in your forefront um, and the rest will follow. You'll figure out what you want to do after. That is fantastic advice and good advice for those of us who are still practicing too throughout a career is sharing the love of our profession. I personally think it is the best profession. <laughs> Naomi, I love to try new types of food. What is one specialty dish that I should try in Jerusalem? Uh, so I got stuck on that question. <laughs> <laughs> so many good answers. <laughs> there's a lot of good answers, but okay. Um, first of all, every hotel in Israel has the most awesome breakfast. Um, the diversity and the amenity is really ridiculous. Um, one of the th if you're not afraid of carbs we do bread amazing in other words friday morning before the sabbath we all prepare bread uh, called challah and you can just uh, there's just so many options and just eating fresh bread without anything in it that's just some people's hide of the week oh i love fresh challah <laughs> yum Now, traditionally on Globalize, we love to ask this question. If you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you go? So this was easy because in May of 2020, we were scheduled to go to Singapore and it got canceled. So that's my first stop. But this time, if I can do that, um, I'm going to just, you know, go out all there. I'm going to go on the way, Singapore on the way to Australia. Yeah a couple of weeks there, travel all the way across from the east to the west, and then have a few days in the Seychelles Islands on my way back. Well, that sounds amazing. I'd love to mm -hmm. go along with you. Uh, hey, if I can make it happen, you're with me. Awesome. Naomi, it's been great to have you today. Thank you for joining us on Globalize. Your story is just amazing. and It was great to talk to you. And thanks, too, to all our listeners who tuned in. And be sure to subscribe to the Globalized podcast series with Melissa Barnett and Tom Arnold. We look forward to hearing from you.